Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Tragic crimes make headlines. How can the average citizen know if a registered sex offender lives nearby? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey says there are ways to protect your family. Roy? Thanks, Chris. It seems like we hear the horrifying stories more and more often. A sex offender grabs a young girl and another family is put through their worst nightmare. How can parents protect their children from these predators? Donna Coleman is the president of Children's Advocacy Alliance. It's a nonprofit organization based in Nevada. Donna, welcome to InfoTrack. Hi, thank you for having me. Are there more occurrences of the scenario that I just mentioned a moment ago, or is the media just hyping it more? That's a good question, but I do believe there are more occurrences. Ever since we enacted Megan's Law, which requires sex offenders to register, we have been more aware of the situation. And the biggest problem are the sex offenders that are not complying to the registration, and we don't know where they are. I think a lot of experts thought that Megan's Law, which went into effect in October of 96, would help a lot, but so far it doesn't seem to have made that big of a difference, has it? You know, I think it has made a difference with law enforcement. I think law enforcement will tell you that they rather know where the sex offenders are than not know where they are. The compliant sex offenders, it has helped. The problem is that when we don't know where they are and we are allowing the sex offenders to be responsible for their own compliance. You know, these are exactly your stellar citizens. How would the system work? If you were to draw up a new system, how would it work? You would need a lot more parole officers or or some sort of supervisory personnel to keep track of these people, right? Well, every community needs a law enforcement group that's dedicated to this particular area. We should have a few folks in law enforcement that all they do is track down sex offenders and try to keep track of them. In Nevada, our non-compliance rate is 39%. We don't know where 39% of our sex offenders are. These are dangerous people. Obviously, they don't have any regard for the law because they are not registering, and we need to find them. Let's talk just briefly how this system is supposed to work. A sex offender gets out of prison, and then what's supposed to happen? Well, what's happening is that the sex offender is released from prison. They are supposed to go to the community that they've decided to live in and register as a sex offender. I think what should happen is that they should be registered as a sex offender before they're released from prison, first of all. But then they could move somewhere, and how would they be tracked? Well, they could move somewhere, and they do move somewhere. They're a very mobile population. But I've proposed national legislation for a national sex offender registry. Now, this wouldn't help you if you were just to put in your address and find out who's in your neighborhood, but it would help you if you were an employer. Say you're in Nevada, you put a person's name in who's going to work for you on a school project, and his picture pops up as being a sex offender from Ohio. I have to tell you that I had never looked at a sex offender registry online until just today when I was preparing for this interview, and I was blown away when I found that 61 convicted sex offenders live in my zip code. Oh, yes. How many total are there across the country? Do we have any idea? I've heard the number of 400,000. One thing that we can do is we can make it harder for the sex offenders to slip through the cracks. And one of the things that Nevada's proposing, we are advocating for sex offenders to have to renew their driver's license on an annual basis. 
This will give us a good picture every year and hopefully an address. Arizona has done this, and their sex offender compliance rate is about 95%. We're talking to Donna Coleman. She's the president of the Children's Advocacy Alliance. Donna, is there a place nationally online where parents can go to search out predators in their local area? There's no national website, but if the parents want to go to our website, which is www.childrensadvocacyalliance.com, we have a link on that website to a state-by-state registry. So they can go to that link. It'll bring up all the states that have registries, and they go to their state and find out the information they need to find out. But not all the states have a registry right now. There's about 33 states that actually have an online registry. Some of the states, Nevada was one of them that was reluctant to put up a registry. They were fearful of lawsuits by predators and by convicted sex offenders, child molesters, that it would come back on them. But the U.S. Supreme Court in 2003, Megan's Law was challenged and it was upheld. They said that public safety is a higher issue. So any of the states that was fearful of that can now go forward and go ahead and put their registry up. Let's say you find out there is a sexual predator living on your street. What do you do? I'm assuming, just based on what you said, that there could be some legal problems with even walking around handing out flyers. Well, legally, you really can't go around handing out flyers. That is not something that is legal to do. This is why it's better to know the exact address of the offender because when people find out there's, like you said, 30, 60, 50 people in their zip code, that makes them more crazy. When they go online and find out the person's name and they see their picture, they want to alert the neighborhood. So they go around passing out flyers. Better to know where they live. There's several states that show the actual address. And two of those states, Arizona and Utah, I spoke to the head of their registries. Neither one of them have had any problem at all with vigilanteism. On the other hand, states that do not have the addresses, people are going around, like you say, handing out flyers. We had a situation in Nevada where we had parents going around putting up flyers. We had the person's mother going around tearing down the flyers. So tempers flared, and it was a nasty situation. Now, just from a practical standpoint in your own household, if there is a predator living down your street, what do you do as far as what you tell your children practices you change perhaps around your neighborhood and that sort of thing well i think that you know there's always safety in numbers i think you have to tell your children that there is a danger some people say well you know gee i really don't want to scare my child well you know i think you have to keep your homes locked we've had too many children being removed from their homes with unlocked doors know where your children are and it's not just these predators that look like the boogeyman There are people that are working as leaders in youth groups. I mean, we need to check out our volunteers and people in your family and listen to your children and believe them when they tell you something. Don't put your child's name on their clothing so it can be visibly seen to other people. I know that's something that we always like to do, and we buy T-shirts and sweatshirts and pins and hats, but it's just one more thing that the predator can use to lure your child. You know, I have a three-year-old who is very outgoing and friendly, and I see those as good qualities, but as a parent, 
I guess the biggest challenge I have is how do I teach her to stay away from these sorts of people and be suspicious without smothering that friendliness or just making her paranoid? You know, I don't know what to tell you about that. I know exactly what you're talking about. I think we're going to have to err on the side of being paranoid. We can't protect our children from everyone, but we can do some things like go to your website, see who's in your neighborhood. If you don't have exact addresses, lobby your legislators to put the addresses up there. At least you would know. This situation in in Iowa recently where this child was just murdered, the person was on the website. So we need to know who is out there, and we need to keep track of the ones that we don't know where they are. We need to find them. Is it an urban myth, or is it true that sex offenders can't be rehabilitated, and they're basically that way for life? I believe, and everything I've read, is that they cannot be rehabilitated. They can be managed to a certain degree. I've read stories where sex offenders have said that if it wasn't for the registry, if it wasn't for the parole and probation, they probably would be reoffending. The average sex offender offends on over 100 children before they're caught. It's a highly unreported crime. So it's a very scary situation, and that's why the U.S. Supreme Court has said that it's a public safety issue. It's not an additional punishment to be on the website. It's part of the punishment. Donna, give us a location of your website once again. www.childrensadvocacyalliance.com. All run together. Donna Coleman, the president of Children's Advocacy Alliance, thank you for joining us on InfoTrack. No problem. Thank you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.